Let us turn this morning in the word of the Lord to Psalm 1 and then Psalm 6. Psalm 1 and Psalm 6, which we read in connection with the 6 petition that Jesus gives us in the Lord's Prayer. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Psalm 1, blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law doth he meditate day and night. For he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water, that bringeth forth his fruit in his season. His leaf also shall not wither, and whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. The ungodly are not so, but are like the chaff which the wind driveth away. Therefore the ungodly shall not stand in the judgment, nor sinners in the congregation of the righteous. For the Lord knoweth the way of the righteous, but the way of the ungodly shall perish. Turn now to Psalm 6. To the chief musician on Nejanoth upon Shemineth, a psalm of David. O Lord, rebuke me not in thine anger, neither chasten me in thy hot displeasure. Have mercy upon me, O Lord, for I am weak. O Lord, heal me, for my bones are vexed. My soul is also sore vexed, but thou, O Lord, how long? Return, O Lord, deliver my soul, O save me, for thy mercy's sake. For in death there is no remembrance of thee, in the grave, who shall give thee thanks? I am weary with my groaning. All the night make I my bed to swim. I water my couch with my tears. Mine eye is consumed because of grief. It waxeth old because of all mine enemies. Depart from me, all ye workers of iniquity, for the Lord hath heard the voice of my weeping. The Lord hath heard my supplication. The Lord will receive my prayer. Let all mine enemies be ashamed and sore vexed. Let them return and be ashamed suddenly. Thus far we read God's holy and inerrant word. May God bless the reading of his holy scriptures unto our hearts. It's on the basis of these passages and many other passages besides that we find the instruction of the Heidelberg Catechism, Lord's Day 52. This morning we're going to consider only the first question and answer, question and answer 127. In the weeks ahead we'll consider the following two questions and answers of the Catechism. Question 127, which is the sixth petition? And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. 
that is, since we are so weak in ourselves that we cannot stand a moment, and besides this, since our mortal enemies, the devil, the world, and our own flesh, cease not to assault us, do thou therefore preserve and strengthen us by the power of thy Holy Spirit, that we may not be overcome in this spiritual warfare, but constantly and strenuously may resist our foes, till at last we obtain a complete victory. Beloved congregation in the Lord Jesus Christ, there is a close, close relationship between what we considered in the previous Lord's Day and what we consider in question and answer 127 this morning. In the previous Lord's Day, Jesus Christ taught us to pray for the pardon of our sins, which is the fifth petition, and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. This petition, the sixth and final petition that we consider this morning, builds off of that previous petition. Earlier we asked for the pardon of our sins. Now we ask that God would not lead us into temptation, but that he would deliver us from all evil. The man who is concerned about the forgiveness of his sins is also the man who is concerned about not being led into evil or into temptation. To rephrase that, the man who is concerned about justification is also the man who is concerned about sanctification. The one who desires that legally as he stands before God, that his sins not be imputed unto him, but that instead the righteousness of Jesus Christ be imputed unto him, so that he is upright in the sight of God, is also the man who desires then that he might render unto God a life of gratitude. And he demonstrates that gratitude unto God by being delivered from evil and from temptation. Jesus Christ did not give himself on the cross only to cover our offenses with his shed blood, but he also, according to the scriptures, gave himself that he might purify unto himself a peculiar people zealous of good works. Titus 2, verse 14. Let's consider this sixth petition this morning under the theme, Seeking Deliverance from Evil. Seeking Deliverance from Evil. First, urgently. Second, faithfully. 
stirred expectantly. We make this sixth petition, beloved, with urgency in light of the power of the one against whom we fight. Who is the enemy? The catechism identifies the enemy for us. In the middle of answer 127, since our mortal enemies, the devil, the world, and our own flesh, cease not to assault us. A trio of enemies that daily, morning after morning, evening after evening, ceases not to assault and attack the members of God's church. Every army general, before he goes out into battle, understands the importance of knowing who is the enemy. If you do not have clearly defined who the enemy is, and there is not a good likelihood that you will accomplish the objectives that you have as you go off into battle. Just as the war general does well to understand who is the enemy, what power the enemy has, how large the enemy is, so we who are the people of God, as we are confronted with this enemy, do well to understand something of the power, the magnitude, the presence of this enemy. We face not one enemy, but according to the Catechism, we face three enemies. There is, first of all, the devil against whom we fight. The devil himself is not omnipresent. The devil himself is not able to be at all places at every moment in time. And yet, the devil does have a great number of demons, fallen angels, who are of great assistance unto him and who go forth tempting the people of God to fall into sin. The devil is described in the Holy Scriptures as a roaring lion. And who are we but sheep confronted with this lion? And next, the catechism in describing the enemy speaks of the world. Since our mortal enemies, the devil, the world, cease not to assault us. And when we think of the world, oftentimes we think of great and high powers upon this earth. We think of presidents. We think of rulers. We think of politicians. And yet, beloved, we must not make the mistake of imagining that the world is limited to those who are in great power upon the places of this earth. But in more subtle ways, the world makes its way even into our homes through media, through technology, We are confronted daily with the world, the lusts of the world, and the temptations then to become consumed with seeking the things of this world. There is warfare between the church and the world. And then third, the Catechism speaks of our flesh. The final in this trio of enemies, the devil, the world, and our own flesh. 
This flesh which we have received from our first father, Adam, is passed down by nature to each succeeding generation. And this flesh that we have is fundamentally opposed unto Jesus Christ, unto the life of Jesus Christ within us. Galatians 5 verse 17, For the flesh lusteth against the Spirit, and the Spirit against the flesh, and these are contrary the one to the other, so that ye cannot do the things that ye would. How fierce, how powerful are these enemies. The Catechism describes us, describes these enemies as our mortal enemies. This is a fight, beloved, unto the death. This is not merely a friendly competition. This is not a rival between two great powers, but then at the end, these powers are going to shake hands and be friendly one unto another. But this is a fight where the one intends to destroy and kill the other. This is a battle, according to the Catechism, that goes on and on. Catechism says that they cease not to assault us. The devil, the world, and the flesh never grow weary of attacking the Christian, waiting, lurking for that moment when one lets down his or her guard is vulnerable. That moment where one feels overburdened with the trials of life, then the devil comes and says, it's okay to have a mean comment. It's okay to retort in anger. That moment when one is tired and on the computer and there flashes the advertisement with the promiscuously clad woman. The devil, the world, and our flesh cease not to assault us. You know how the devil and the world attack us? It's by temptations, is it not? That's how they send forth their fiery darts intended to pierce even to the hearts of God's own children. Temptations. Temptations. Take that which is good and present it as though it were evil. That's what a temptation is. Take that which is good and present it as if it were evil. Or take that which is evil and present it as if it were good. That's what the devil did in the beginning when he came in the form of a serpent unto Eve. He took that which was evil and he presented it unto Eve as if it were good. 
God has forbidden you from eating of this tree of the knowledge of good and evil. God has declared that that is evil, Eve. Well, I'm going to represent this to you in a different way. I suggest unto you, Eve, that this will be good for you to partake of this forbidden fruit. Then you can be as gods, knowing good and knowing evil. And so it is that throughout the history of this earth, the devil continues with the same subtle and yet incredibly effective tactics of taking that which is evil and presenting it to the people of God as if it were good. Are you dissatisfied? Are you lonely? Here, take this forbidden fruit. Take this alcohol. Drink. And it will make you happy. As we stand before these enemies, our confession is that we are weak. I confess in the beginning of answer 127 that we are so weak in ourselves that we cannot stand a moment. Oh, we would imagine that a moment of pride that we're strong enough to stand of ourselves. We forget how frail we are. We forget that we are sheep who stand in front of the lion. And we imagine that the roles are reversed. That we are this bold and powerful and courageous lion and that we can stand of our own strength against these enemies. Oftentimes the reality is that the way that we live demonstrates that we do not urgently seek God to deliver us from temptation and from evil. The way that we live shows that we do not seek the armor of God. God has given unto us protection, a way that we might have a hedge built round about us which would surround us and which would protect us from the darts of the devil. And yet oftentimes we live as though we do not need this hedge that the Lord has given unto us. Eve tried to do this in the garden. Eve tried to stand by her own Strength. She did not go to her husband to seek her husband's guidance in this matter as her head over him. She did not cry unto the Lord, speak unto God, imploring him for wisdom and for strength to respond to the tempter. But instead she thought that she could stand by herself in that particular moment. David trusted his former successes, stayed home from battle, and then was seduced. There are seasons where God gives unto us measures of prosperity, health, strength. And it is, especially, it is especially during those times that we are tempted by the devil to forget 
how much we need God's strength. So God in his love sends trials. Not because God hates us, but exactly the opposite, because God loves us. He sends trials. Trials, we understand, are different than temptations, though very closely related. Temptations come of the devil. Trials come of God's sovereign hand. Temptations sent by the devil to lead us into evil. Trials sent by God to sanctify, to purge us, to burn away the dross so that we might be refined. Trials used by God to work in us experience and patience and hope. Trials sent by God so that we might be reminded yet again how weak and how frail we are so that then we cry out unto God, beseeching Him for strength so that we can stand against the temptations of the devil. The psalmist acknowledged that he could not stand of himself. Psalm 6, verse 2, Have mercy upon me, O Lord, for I am weak. O Lord, heal me, for my bones are vexed. My soul is also sore vexed, but thou, O Lord, how long? Return, O Lord, deliver my soul. O save me for thy mercy's sake. And so it is then that as the Lord humbles us through the trials of this life, he directs our faith unto the one only who is able to grant unto us the ability to deliver us from our sins and from the temptations of this world. Faithfully, then, as children of God, we make this sixth petition. Faith directs us unto God, who gives us, according to the Catechism, the power of the Holy Spirit. Do thou, therefore, preserve and strengthen us by the power of thy Holy Spirit, that we may not be overcome in this spiritual warfare. How appropriate it is that God grant unto us the power of the Holy Spirit. For the Spirit is uniquely qualified to grant unto us this strength that we might be delivered from temptations and from evil. The Spirit is the Holy Spirit. The one who is devoted unto God. The one who delights in that which is good and that which is upright. The Holy Spirit who is the breath of God that he gives unto his people in an act of grace. The Holy Spirit who sanctifies, who purifies. The Holy Spirit who is opposed to that which is base and that which is evil. God, in his love for us, grants unto us his Holy Spirit 
And as the Holy Spirit enters into our hearts, he quickens us. He gives unto us that resolve, that desire to fight against sin and to flee from the temptations of this world. Jesus, the very Son of God, was strengthened and equipped by the Holy Spirit. Matthew 3, verse 16. And lo, the heavens were opened unto upon him, and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and lighting upon him. If Jesus was strengthened by the Holy Spirit to be delivered from temptations and from evil, how much more so do, no, do not we depend by faith upon the Holy Spirit. Faith looks to God and God only. Faith does not expect that this world is going to change in its assault upon the members of the church. Faith does not hold its breath waiting for the day when the world and the devil are going to put down their weapons and when an, an alliance is going to be formed before the, or between the church and the world. Faith does not look for a bridge to cross over in order to enter the world, but faith recognizes there always is going to be enmity placed by God between the world and the members of God's church. And so faith then directs its gaze always unto Jesus Christ, who sits enthroned on high and who rules even over the devil. For what then are we asking the Holy Spirit to do as we make this sixth petition? We are asking the Holy Spirit to preserve and to strengthen us. We are praying that the Holy Spirit would so enter into our hearts that He would then empower us so that we might be active in fighting against that enemy. The Catechism says that we may not be overcome in this spiritual warfare, but constantly and strenuously may resist our foes. We are not here asking that the Holy Spirit would do all of the work of delivering us from temptation for us so that we might be passive in this, but we are asking that the Holy Spirit would actuate and strengthen our will, that He would give unto us the ability to be faithful soldiers in the battlefield of Jesus Christ. We're asking that the Holy Spirit would give unto us courage to be able to stand up against this enemy. We're asking that the Holy Spirit would give unto us hope that someday we shall enjoy complete deliverance over this enemy. To pray for deliverance from evil and from temptation is to pray that God would lead us into truth. 
because that's how the Holy Spirit works. He guides His church into truth. Psalm 1, the psalmist speaks of His love of truth. He does not walk in the counsel of the ungodly. He does not stand in the way of sinners or sit in the seat of the scornful, but what does He do? Verse 2, but His delight is in the law of the Lord. And in His law doth He meditate day and night. This is the defense that God is pleased to give unto you. This is the hedge that God builds around His church. This is, to use the language of the New Testament, the sword of the Spirit. This is what Jesus Christ Himself used as He responded to the three temptations set before Him by the devil. It is the Word of the Lord. To pray, lead me not into temptation, but deliver me from evil, is to pray unto God, grant unto me, Heavenly Father, more and more knowledge of Thy Word. May I be like the psalmist who meditated upon the Word of the Lord day and night. May I hunger and thirst for righteousness. May I search for Jesus Christ as He is revealed in the Holy Scriptures. May I be a student of the instruction of Jehovah God. Sit at the feet of the Teacher, Jesus Christ. And then, as Jesus Christ feeds me by His Word, may that Word be used to build me up in faith and in hope and in love so that I am not led into temptation of the devil. To pray, beloved, for deliverance from evil and from temptation is to pray that God's Word would be hid in your heart so that you do not sin against God. That's why the psalmist was able to resist temptation. Why he did not walk in the counsel of the ungodly or stand in the way of sinners because he meditated day and night upon the Word of the Lord. And so let us pray then, beloved, that God would give unto us daily appreciation for His Word. May we not take this Word for granted, but may we be grateful unto Him for the blessing that is given to us in the Holy Scriptures. And then may we pray as well that God uses the power of this Word as the Spirit applies it unto our hearts to deliver us far, far from evil. Let us not tempt God by trying to walk as close as possible to that line of sin 
without crossing over that line and falling into sin. But let us instead stay as far away from sin as possible. If it is the desire of our hearts to get as close to sin as possible without being burned by it, then we show that we are not truly earnest in desiring to be delivered from temptation and from evil. And so if one knows that he or she has a particular weakness, if one knows that being in the presence of those who are enjoying alcohol proves too great a temptation for that person, then stay away. If one knows that he or she struggles with looking at inappropriate things on the computer, on the cell phone, then seek help and accountability to stay away from temptation and from evil. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. We make this petition expectantly, expecting that Jesus Christ will give us complete victory. The Catechism concludes this way, but constantly and strenuously may resist our foes till at last we obtain a complete victory. We do not fight as that soldier who is uncertain of the outcome. We do not fight as one who vainly hopes that perhaps victory will be given unto him. But instead, we fight as those who already are given in principle the victory over this threefold enemy. We fight as those who have been given faith in Jesus Christ. Jesus battled against these enemies of the world and against the devil. Jesus fought and he resisted even unto blood. The mortal enemy bruised the heel of our precious Savior, Emmanuel. The lion of the tribe of Judah, despised and rejected of men, had his blessed body hanged upon the cross. But there at the cross, when it seemed as though all had been lost, Jesus conquered. We know that the enemies in the final day will surrender to us through Jesus Christ. The white flag will be flown by the enemy as they surrender to the great King of Kings and Lord of Lords. And so then, may the knowledge of the finished work of Jesus Christ encourage us 
to be faithful. 2 Corinthians 4, verse 1, Therefore, seeing we have this ministry, as we have received mercy, we faint not. 1 Corinthians 10, verse 13, But God is faithful, who will not suffer you to be tempted above that ye are evil, but will with the temptation also make a way to escape that ye may be able to bear it. Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful, but his delight is in the law of the Lord. Amen. Let us pray. Our Father and our God in heaven, how great Thou art and greatly to be praised. We thank Thee that Thou dost give unto us the confidence of victory in Jesus Christ. Wilt Thou grant unto us Thy Holy Spirit in great measure, that we may be steadfast in fighting against the threefold enemy. Preserve us until at last Thou dost deliver us from this veil of tears. Take us to our heavenly home, prepared for us by Jesus Christ. Graciously forgive even the weakness of our faith. For Jesus' sake we pray this. Amen. Amen.